Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of Conversations with the Smiths. And today's topic is Before I Met You. So we're just going to go into a little bit uh, about ourselves before we met each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in New York, uh, Queens, New York, and Syracuse, New York. The oldest of two children. I have a younger sister. Um, my parents divorced when I was about 10. Uh, They were both really good people that were just better off apart. Um, I was a very shy but uh, meticulous and organized child, so I really loved the structure of family. Um, So I was uh, devastated when they decided to to split up. Uh, The relationship between my dad and I started to go downhill, um, and my older cousins were going off to college and uh, military. Um, so I found myself sort of gravitating to, uh, the guys that were, you know, in my neighborhood, you know, hanging out, um, you know, at that time, mid to late eighties, early nineties, um, you know, crack was moving into the neighborhood. Um, and you really started to see, um, you know, the change in people. Um, you definitely had to be uh, tough and street smart at that time. So during the crack era, do you want to talk a little more about what you did see when you were gravitating to the guys in the neighborhood, in the streets? Um, You know, the thing is, is is when you start to hang out and and you started to witness a few things, Um, you witnessed addiction, Um, you know, people that you would never think that would be addicted to crack, Um, teachers, uh, doctors. Um, you know, f- you know, friends, your friends, mothers, um, you saw that you saw the amount of, of, of crime, the crime increase and the violence increase, um, because, you know, at that time, everyone was trying to make money. Um, and so you had a lot of, uh, a lot of war over territory. Um, you saw it, it just, it, it really just tore everyone apart. Um, you know, just not a good time at all. Um, I realized even how much that life consumed myself. Um, and so that was probably the only real relationship I had at that time. Um, you know, it came first, you know, my relationship with the game. And, and so there was never really a functional relationship with a woman, um, you know, probably mainly because I never really witnessed, uh, a real functional relationship, you know, uh, my idea of, of you know, being a, a boyfriend or a husband was, you know, making the money, uh, paying bills, taking out the trash, you know, sort of just being a protector. Um, you know, nothing about compromise or the emotional aspect of, of, of anything. Um, and so, uh, you know, I never really had a, a successful relationship uh, with a woman at all. Um, my choices, um, and the women that I uh, chose were pretty much based on their physical attributes, you know, what they looked like, um, not on, based on compatibility at all. Um, once I kind of got what I wanted, I was ready to move on to the next thing. Um, around 1998, I visited my cousin in Atlanta, um, really enjoyed my time here and decided that I wanted to make it my home. And that was your first time visiting? That was my first time visiting. Uh, it was definitely old Atlanta. Um, 
party every night, <laughs> celebrities, fancy everything. You know, <laughs> if, if you know how Atlanta can do, it was definitely a, a fabulous weekend. Mind blown. Mind blown. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was convinced. I'll be like, I'll be here. Um, and so I eventually moved in 2002, uh, joined my cousin uh, in the real estate game, and uh, and learned a lot from him. Eventually, we started a small uh, real estate investing company where we did some uh, remodeling uh, and reselling of homes uh, until the recession hit and kind of uh, pulled the rug from under us. Um, went through a little bit of depression during that time um, because I really didn't know what I was going to be able to do after that. Um, and so I really just had to kind of pick myself up and think about uh, what plan B was going to be. At that time, I had a, uh, a really good friend um, that was a general manager at LA Fitness. Um, and uh, I remember he said to me, you know, hey, Kareem, I can make a phone call. Um, you know, it won't be anything glamorous, um, but at least, you know, you can make some money. Um, you enjoy working out, uh, so it would be a familiar environment. And, uh, you know, who knows what it can turn into. Um, uh, I wasn't really, uh, <laughs> wasn't really that excited about that idea um, because I knew it wasn't going to be good money, um, especially coming from being in an environment where I was calling my own shots mm -hmm. uh, and making really good money. Um, so, uh, you know, I was a little hesitant, but eventually made the phone call um, and started working there. I uh, worked at LA Fitness for a couple years uh, as a training manager, as a personal trainer. Um, got a good feel for the, the business side of things. Um, uh, got a good feel for, for customer service and what the clients were really looking for in a personal training program. Um, and with my previous experience, um, I was motivated to start my own personal training company, uh, Body by Kareem. Um, you know, interesting thing is, is, is I used to not like the saying ignorance is bliss, um, but it was very much that situation when I started. I had no idea what, what, I, what to expect <laughs> and what was ahead of me, um, but I'm glad I did it. Um, so it was just kind of like I was just focused in um, on what I wanted to do. I finally realized um, after all these years what my true passion was, um, and it wasn't just chasing the money. So you talked a little bit about rekindling the relationship with your dad. You know, what was that like for you? Yeah, um, it, it was amazing. Um, my dad and I really didn't have a relationship uh, since I was a, a teenager. So you're talking, this was, by the time we started to rekindle, I was about, uh, you know, 28, 29, so uh, 30. So, you know, it had been 15 years. So it was, it was really good. Um, I called him, asked him to come and help me. Uh, on a couple of projects, um, and he came down, helped me out, and uh, we actually worked out. He enjoyed it, and uh, he decided to move and work with me full time. So um, yes. it was really good getting to know each other again. Yeah, you could definitely see the joy. You know, oh, the joy yeah. in his eyes. You know, he's just very, very happy. Oh, definitely, you know, definitely. The time we spent together. I, I really love him, so I'm glad that it worked out. Good, good. And then um, depression. You know, after the real estate market crashed and, you know, going into, you know, working at L.A. Fitness, you know, that that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think what was uh, what devastated me the most is um, 
you know, I had moved from New York. I came here. I felt like I had found my place, you know, something that I was good at, something I was making really good money doing. And I thought that that was going to be my career. I thought I was going to be set. It was going to make me rich and I was going to live happily ever after. Um, and so I think why I became so depressed, because I felt like it was something that God had blessed me with and then took it away, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I hit rock bottom. And, um, and it was really hard for me to handle, you know, losing everything, you know, something so positive. Um, and so um, I, I, I took it really hard and, and it was just trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. Do you feel like there was a time where you were almost taking those things for granted? Oh, definitely. Um, I was I was blowing money, um, you know, sections, cars, clothes you know, drugs, women, I was, I was very irresponsible with my success. Um, so now in retrospect, I completely understand why it was taken away from me. You know, I was still kind of, kind of, uh, going through this, this period of, of holding on to the past, you know, still wanting to party, still, uh, womanizing and, and, and doing those things. And, it got to a point where I started to realize that I just didn't enjoy any of it anymore. Um, and I was just kind of almost going through the motions um, because it was it was habit, you know. Um, and that's when I sort of, you know, sort of realized that, you know, it wasn't for me. You know, I was outgrowing that life um, and that I wanted something more. Um, so, you know, before I met you, um, you know, I had kind of made up my mind that I wanted something, um, uh, something with more substance, a relationship with more substance, a career, um, you know, family. I wanted to focus um, a lot more on the more important things in life. Uh, so, you know, I was I was over that phase. You know, I was transitioning into a new part of my life. So I've rambled on enough about my <laughs> life. Uh, so I guess, uh, babe, if you want to go ahead and take it from here and just give us a little bit of background on yourself. I will. I will. A little bit of my before I met you. Uh, growing up in Stuttgart, Arkansas. I'll start with mine. Well, I'm the oldest of five children, three sisters and a brother, raised in Stuttgart, Arkansas. My mother, the strongest woman I know, and she did such an amazing job raising us on her own. She instilled in us to always lead and not follow, never let our circumstances define us, and to know there's more world and opportunities out there than what you see here in this town. I took some valuable lessons with me leaving the town I grew up in. From Stuttgart, I learned to stand tall and keep going no matter what anyone throws at you, literally. I mean, growing up there was tough, you know, just to let my light shine because it was leading me somewhere. And that was a hard part for me to understand then, but my mother always told me, everything you're going through here, it'll all make sense to you later in life. And she was right. In 2001, I moved to Little Rock. Leaving my mom and siblings was tough, but I also was very excited, you know, because leaving was showing my younger siblings that they could also follow their dreams. Little Rock was where I realized just how far I was ready to spread my wings. And I couldn't do that in a box or by anyone else's script. You know, I was really ready to write my own. And that I did. 
one day I just I asked myself the question, you know, when were you most happy? And my answer gave me chills, like literally gave me chills, because at that moment I was realizing my passion. And when I was most happy was when I was active, when I was being an athlete, when I was being active is when I was most most happy. I slowly started my journey towards becoming an entrepreneur. Around 2004, 2005-ish, I was introduced to Atlanta. I loved the city, and I heard it was a great place for entrepreneurs. And I I knew one day, you know, after visiting here, I knew one day that this is where I was going to live. To showcase my fit physique in 2007, I introduced Quiche, and I had so many ideas with this one. I introduced Quiche by publishing my own swimsuit calendar, renting out one of the hottest clubs in the city to host my calendar release party. I was ready. I was ready. You know, we we always, uh, you know, have conversations about, you know, what your life was like uh, in Stuttgart. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I got the impression that it was it was tough. So what was it like, you know, for you, um, a a young girl growing up in a small town with big dreams? You know, that was the difficult part. Being the girl with those big dreams in that small town. When you have big dreams, there's certain things that you do to make sure that you can achieve those dreams. So I was an athletic girl. I played sports, you know, very popular. My mother was raising us to do the right thing. And in a town like that, that stands out as being different. You know, it's so easy to do the wrong thing. It's so easy to do yeah. the wrong thing. Yeah. Get caught up. Right. Get pregnant. Get pregnant. Drugs. Right. You know, drugs. so being totally opposite of that, you know, trying to do the right thing. I was bullied. Bullied every day. You know, bullied by family members, you know, bullied by teammates, you know, girls that I thought were my friends, you know, constant betrayal. You know, it was a fight. Every day. How, how did you deal with that? Because that, has to, that had to be lonely, feel very lonely to, to feel like, you know, you're the only one, you know, that, that, you know, gets you. Oh, it was very lonely. But the thing was, my unit at home was so strong. Mm-hmm. It made every day easier right. because I knew I'm going to go to school for these eight hours. Mm-hmm. But when I get home, I'm safe. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, just having a similar uh, story um, and just in terms of, you know, listening to our parents and what our moms say. And my mom told me a million things that I didn't uh, pay attention to <laughs> at that age. So, you know, what made it easier for you to actually listen to the advice that your mother was giving you? Um, and not just kind of be like, yeah, 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 mom, you know, you know, yeah, I'm going to fight every day. Mom. Yeah. Right, I'm a, yeah. Right. Yeah. I had younger siblings watching me. Mm. I was setting an example for them. Right. You know, I'm so, I'm so sensitive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is. It's, 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 it's okay. But with them watching, right. I was going to do everything I could every day. 
I was going to go in there with my head held high because I needed them to see. To lead by example? Lead. Right. No matter what, you go in there, you hold your head high. You don't have to physically fight those battles, but you fight by being better. Right. You fight by never giving up. Right. And... As hard as it was for me, I set that tone for them. Yeah. I took that battle, you know, and I wanted them to see that no matter what, you keep going and you get out of here. Yeah. You know, because there's just as many people here rooting for you right. as there are trying to hold you back. Yeah. So you push. And so every day I just I kept going because I said, you know what, we're all getting out of here. Yeah. We're all getting out of here. I, I always tell you that, that that was it was very big of you because you know I was quite the opposite. It was just kind of like <laughs> I was like low pit bull, like we say, <laughs> you know, anytime somebody says something sideways, oh, I'm, man. Ready, I'm ready to fight. I'm, I'm oh, ready. believe me, it wasn't easy. But with those little eyes watching me and yeah. coming behind me, yeah. my siblings like they mean the world to me, okay. and I wanted to make my mother proud. And I, and I wasn't going to give those girls a chance to, like, slice up my face. You know, I'm not giving you that. So, you know, I'm just going to, yeah, I'll take the verbal abuse. You know, I'll take the ganging up on me. I'll take the betrayal, you know. But you know what? I'm going to get out here on this track and I'm going to win. I'm going to get on that court and I'm going to have my best game ever. You know, so take that, you know. And that's how I continued to go. You know, it wasn't a. Yeah, it made, it yeah. made you a stronger person. It made me you know? a stronger and, person. And even, you know, it helps even in our relationship now. It it, it, it what keeps us what keeps us balanced. Um, yeah. Is your your level head. Big time. So yeah, now that I'm done with all my crying, um before I met you, you know, that journey in Little Rock was the last of it. And I think at that point I had had enough and I was ready for peace. Even if my peace meant leaving behind every bit of material thing oh, yeah. that I had a that I had got during that time of right. being there. Right. And I was ready to do that. I'm leaving the keys, I'm walking away, and I basically left a relationship with nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And I said, I'm coming to Atlanta. And coming here, I was ready to focus on myself my relationship with God and my career path, a relationship was the last thing on my mind. So meeting you and just being able to have a friend, right. you know, that shared a mutual interest, yeah. a mutual passion, two people that shared a vision mm -hmm. and a similar journey in two different we were in, places. We were in, of, in, you know, we were in the, the right place at the right time. The right place at the we right had time. gone through some things and we were, both at that that place where we were ready to receive each other and if it would have just been um you know a minute sooner we would probably it wouldn't have never happened it wouldn't have worked. and so it, it it was all it all happened the way it was supposed to happen uh, it did for a reason it did and i'm very happy yeah you know so we thank you guys for tuning in today yeah. and we hope to yeah, we hope that you join us uh, next, next Sunday uh, for <laughs> our conversations with the Smiths. All right. Thank you. Thank you.